Welcome back, my friends, to the next episode of Priest Pap Talks. I hope that you've all had a really good week. I hope that you had a good weekend, and I hope that you're just doing well. This week's episode is going to be the last one for October. I'm going to be taking a break next week just because um, my friend is getting married next Saturday, and um the day after it is halloween and i kind of do have plans the next day as well so i don't think i'll be able to find the time to record anything um that weekend so this will be the last episode for october and then the next one will be two weeks from um the time that you're you're hearing this so for this week i thought i would do something that is a little bit more fun while at the same time kind of along the same theme of like self-growth and self-improvement. I actually had a conversation in one of my seminar classes today, actually. I just got home from a seminar and we were talking about how media and particularly music and other forms of art kind of play a role in society and how it kind of helps people Um, kind of overcome their difficulties and their struggles in their lives and it was a really interesting conversation um, that we had as a whole class there's about like 15 or so people in that class along with our teaching assistant who kind of leads the discussion and it was it was a very interesting kind of conversation because there were a lot of things that people mentioned and brought up that I never really thought about before so um, I think it's going to be an interesting kind of conversation to have even with other people because I think, especially in the times that we're living right now, we're kind of looking for things to, I guess, kind of escape like the negativity of the world or even just to like find something that brings us joy in a time like this. So for today, I'm going to be kind of talking about my experience with music and how it's helped me in multiple different aspects of my life. And then in this kind of second half of today's episode, I have a list of song lyrics that I really, really, really like. Um, Some of these songs are English songs, or most of them are English songs actually, and then I've got a couple of French songs as well as some Korean songs. And then I also do have a couple of songs lyrics that I think really hit home and kind of do a really good job of describing how a lot of people have felt in the past. I know for me, um, over the last kind of 18 months or so, I've been growing as a person a lot and just improving as an individual and like it's been very challenging and I find that the music that I listen to these days really kind of reflects that kind of phase in my life where I'm kind of transitioning from being a kid to an adult. So I'll be getting into some of the songs that have kind of helped me understand that process of growth um, as well as my experiences with making my own music and being part of like bands and stuff like that as a kid. So I really hope that this is something new and refreshing. It's not meant to be as kind of a downer as the previous episodes have been. It's meant to be a little fun while still getting a really important message across. So I hope you enjoy. 
So I think I've mentioned in the past that I did grow up playing a couple of instruments as a kid. I started off as a piano player when I was about six years old, I think. Um, and I played it up until I was in grade 12. I think I stopped playing once I went to college. Um, at least I stopped taking lessons. And I still do occasionally play. I haven't played a lot recently, but I do have like all of my books and stuff. And I do have like all of my sheet music that I would use to practice. And I do have a piano at home that I use. And it, it's, it was honestly probably like my first real love, which I know is very cheesy. But I never really thought about music before my mom put me into piano lessons and honestly it, it has been such a huge part of my life. In middle school I started playing the flute when I was about 11 years old and when I was 13 years old I started playing tenor saxophone. I only played the saxophone for about two years um, but it was a lot of fun and it was really different for me. Um, overall like playing instruments growing up as a kid was a really really big part of my life especially early on because it helped me kind of build my own self-confidence and like having that kind of skill as a musician and like having like not only just the technical skills but like it gives you confidence in terms of like performing in front of a crowd and things like that which can be very daunting and honestly it is still something that makes me nervous but i've done so many like recitals I've done like piano exams and I was in like a band, like an orchestra um, as part of our music department in middle school and high school. And so we got to play in like a really big orchestra together and we got to go to like music festivals and like music competitions um, where we would be like evaluated and judged based on the performances. So like I, I've had really good experiences through um learning how to play different instruments and it's been really really fun and honestly i miss it so much if there's anything that i miss from like my pre-college days is being a part of orchestra and like taking piano lessons because even though like it's practice and it's work like obviously like for piano and stuff you have piano exams and then when you're in orchestra you have to work as a team in order to get like good scores and stuff like that from the adjudicators and it never really felt like practice for me. I would have piano lessons every week and I would have piano exams every year and honestly practicing for piano never felt like it was actual practice, it just was fun. I never like dreaded having to go to class or dreaded having to go to practice and the same thing even goes for like orchestra practice. We had orchestra practice also every week as an entire band and then obviously you would have to like go home and practice your own parts and that was it was never it never seemed like tedious work kind of like with school and like other classes everything kind of becomes stressful and it becomes like work and it, it kind of takes the fun away from from that even in classes that i did like like obviously i my major in college was a science major and as much as I love science, taking science classes was very stressful. Um, whereas with music and like being a part of band and being a part of piano lessons, never ever felt like it was stressful. It never felt like something that I had to do. 
I enjoyed putting in the effort to practice um, and I enjoyed like the competitiveness of it. I enjoyed meeting other people, especially in orchestra where like it's multiple different instruments that come together. It, it was a really, really good experience and I honestly miss it so much. I, I wish I could go back to it and I've saved like pictures from different trips that we've been on. I have um, all of our sheet music from like 10 years ago, like when I started playing flute, we got a lot of sheet music in middle school and just to see like have like just to have like the memories of playing those really old songs like as a kid from when I first started playing the flute to like now it's been like about 10 years and piano it's even it's been even longer and honestly like it, it was just like some of the best moments of my life came from taking piano lessons and being part of orchestra it wasn't always like that though um i took piano lessons from a italian from an italian woman and she's honestly one of the sweetest people i've ever met in my life and i haven't seen her in a very long time and she was always super encouraging towards me and like basically everything that i wanted to do she was a really good teacher in the sense that she never made you feel bad for like not playing well sometimes or like if you made mistakes she never made you feel like you weren't talented enough or that you weren't good enough to be a good pianist and she also knew that i played other instruments she knew that i was part of orchestra at school and that i also played the flute and the saxophone for a bit and she never made me feel like I had to choose one instrument over the other or that I had to like pick a favorite or anything like that. She was always really impressed by the fact that I had this really big interest for music and that I wanted to learn more instruments. And she was she was always very like encouraging and she was she loved the fact that I was into doing other instruments as well and doing even things like outside of music. She was super respectful of about the fact that I wanted to do science in college and that's what I wanted to make a career out of. She she never made me feel like piano was the only thing in my life that I could give attention to. And she, she supported pretty much every single one of my goals, even if they weren't related to piano, even if they weren't related to music. But a lot of people in my life were not always supportive of my decision to do the type of music that I did. So when I started playing piano, all of the songs that we learned and all the songs that were taught to me all of the music and like the books that we used were all like what my parents and like what asian society would call western music which i had no problem learning but i did try doing more like um south asian style music indian music considering that I come from an Indian background, but I gave up on it and I wasn't enjoying it, not because I didn't like the music and not because I didn't find it fun, but because everyone that I went to and every one of my teachers that I had, I went through so many teachers to try and learn Indian music and every single one of them were basically the complete opposite of my piano teacher. They all wanted me to choose Indian music over the other music that I enjoyed performing. I remember one of the very first um, 
teachers that I had for Indian music, she, it was, I was learning how to sing, like, um, religious hymns and stuff like that, and, like, songs in, in Hindi and things like that, which I didn't have a problem with. I actually really enjoyed, and, um, it was fun because there were people, there were other people there taking the classes with me, but she, these teachers also knew, like, that I was doing other things outside of their class, like, they knew that I was in piano, they knew that I was a flute player, they knew that I had other interests outside of music as a whole, which they were not supportive of. They always made me feel like I needed to choose Indian music over Western music because I have Indian roots and that's my ethnicity, whereas my piano teacher accepted the fact that I had interests for both and that I wanted to do multiple different things. My parents were also very much like this for a while where they would always be like comparing me to um, one of my cousins, um, an older cousin of mine. She plays a lot of Indian instruments. She sings a lot of um, Indian music, especially like when we go to like, she sings a lot of prayers and like she sings a lot of hymns um, that we would, that we would normally hear at like a temple or things like that. And I, I've have, I have my respect people who were interested in that and I had respect for the fact that she was really interested in it but my parents would always be like why can't you be more like your cousin and you know lean more towards like the Indian music instead of the western music and there were points where they had kind of told me that I needed to give up the piano and the flute and the saxophone in order to do the Indian stuff which I was not happy about and this was all when I was very young. Like, I wasn't even, like, a, a teenager when I started playing the flute or even the piano. I was 13 years old when I started um, the saxophone, so I was barely a teenager when that happened. And it came to a point where I just no longer felt interested in Indian music anymore because I always felt super pressured by everyone around me to choose Indian music over Western music. And all of the teachers that I had for my western music that I was learning, all of the band conductors, like my teachers in high school and in elementary school that were my music teachers, they were all very supportive of the fact that I had other interests. Whereas the people in my family, um, the teachers that I had for Indian music were not very supportive. And that's kind of what led me to give it up and kind of stick with western music. And honestly, I don't really regret it. I just wish that people were more accepting towards the fact that I wanted to do both and instead of accepting that they actually kind of made me choose the one that I had more support and more respect for and it's not as big of a problem now and it's not something I really hear about anymore considering the fact that I don't take lessons for piano anymore and I'm no longer part of like orchestra but obviously I still do play I still like I said I have a piano and I also do have my own flute that I've had since middle school that I do play every now and then but it just feels like my parents and other people around me wanted me to pick one over the other whereas my teachers in school and my piano teacher didn't really seem to care in fact they were very impressed with the fact that I wanted to do more than just piano or more than just orchestra so that's kind of my story with wanting to make music um, and wanting to learn how to play instruments and those are the three instruments that I grew up loving and honestly if I had the time 
I would take up more instruments. I want to learn how to play the guitar. Um, I have this weird interest to play the French horn. I have a friend who plays the French horn and she plays really, really beautifully. And it's such a very, it's like a really unique in instrument because I feel like something like the piano or the guitar, as much as I love those instruments, are very generic and everybody wants to learn them. Whereas I feel like the French horn is not as popular. So it has a very unique sound. It has like this very deep sound to it as well, which I really like. I, I prefer like um, deeper tones than like higher pitched ones, even though I'm a flute player. Um, but yeah, if I had the time, I would definitely take up more instruments, but obviously I'm pretty busy and also it's not cheap because I don't have my own guitar and I don't have a French horn, but in a perfect world, I would be learning how to play those two instruments as well. So music for me, and I think for a lot of people, plays a really important role in kind of just helping them deal with everyday issues, especially like lyrical music, like the songs that you would listen to on the radio or like the songs that you've got on your Spotify playlist. I think, I think the music that you listen to really shows and reveals a lot about your own character and like your own values and my music taste has definitely changed over the years um i like to think that it's gotten more diverse over the last couple of years especially because before i only ever really used to listen to english music and now i kind of listen to french music um i've also been getting into korean music a lot over the last couple of years or last couple of months sorry so I like to think that I'm kind of expanding my tastes a little and I have really been into um, analyzing lyrics lately. It's not something I ever really used to do before, but I think I, I like when I'm able to relate to a song and I like when the song's lyrics are deep and meaningful and kind of represent some type of issue that a lot of people go through. And that isn't to say that every song needs to be deep and meaningful. Um, and it like a, a song doesn't have to have meaningful lyrics in order, for, in order for it to be a good quality song. I do occasionally like the songs that are just, you know, standard like radio hits or just very basic pop music or just like party music that don't really have like deep, like insightful lyrics. I don't think those are bad songs. But it is really nice, especially when you're going through maybe tough times in your life or when you're trying to figure something out in your life. It's nice having songs that you can kind of relate to. And recently, I've really been feeling like I understand celebrities more and artists more just because really big singers, I feel like we have this kind of divide between like the public and celebrities which I'm not saying there isn't a, a divide but I feel like we don't really understand celebrities as much and we don't really understand like famous singers and songwriters as much because we see them as these people that are super privileged and have everything they ever want and usually when these artists write songs about like their own feelings and stuff like that it makes them more relatable and I think it helps us as a general public kind of see them as just regular human beings whose job happens to be 
writing music and getting fame out of it. Like for me, I'm in my early 20s and I do listen to a lot of singers that are around the same age and I feel like hearing their music and a lot of these songs that they write will be about how they've grown up into the person that they are today and like how they're how they've been like struggling to meet like societal like norms and stuff and like lots of people are now writing about mental health and I I feel like we never really used to see that those kind of topics or those kind of issues being written about in songs a couple of years ago whereas now I think people are more open-minded to those things and are willing to kind of express those feelings in in their music and it's for me it's been it's been nice knowing that these people that I look up to these celebrities these singers and these songwriters regardless of the fact that they are famous and they're rich and like everybody knows them they go through very similar emotions that an everyday person deals with and this goes back to my point of saying that we kind of see celebrities as these perfect individuals that have everything when in reality they face a lot of the same struggles that normal people do they struggle with body image they struggle with mental health they struggle with you know trying to find their purpose in their life even though their job is to make music so i think having music be more relatable is really helpful in that way the next thing i kind of want to talk about is kind of relating to how i said that i feel like my music taste has expanded a bit i feel like people are very quick these days to judge people's interests in music and even interests in like anything really people are super quick to judge you for the things that you enjoy and almost like people make you feel bad for liking something or for being passionate about something which i think is completely wrong and i think it's rude because how can you make someone feel bad about the things they enjoy and you don't have to enjoy something you don't have to be passionate about something you don't have to be interested in the same things as other people but you do have to respect it and you don't have to like the same things as other people in order to respect their own interests and i say this because like i said i've been trying to listen to music that's in different languages not just english because most of the songs that i used to listen to prior to the pandemic were mostly in english um i've been listening to a lot of french music lately um i actually did my minor in french studies um at university and i've been learning french since i was nine years old i think i think we start learning it in ontario when we're in grade four um french is the second language second official language in canada so they do make you learn it for a couple years in school um but i chose to continue learning it because i really like languages um i really enjoy learning them and even though it's difficult i find i find it enjoyable and it's like it's it's a really good it's a really good kind of like skill to have to be able to understand and communicate in multiple languages but anyway that was a tangent um i also listen to artists who are minorities or like are people of color or identify um with the lgbtq plus community just because i think we always see like the same kind of patterns and trends 
and who puts out music and who's kind of at the top of like the charts and stuff we see or at least I personally see a lot of white males and just people like people who aren't of color people who aren't the standard or like people who are just part of any type of minority group I feel like we don't have a good enough representation of them in anything really not just music but ever since I started listening to more French music and Korean music and music produced by people from these minority groups I've started to kind of notice and realize how flawed the music industry is how flawed the entertainment industry is because we don't have enough representation in these different districts I honestly feel like even though we have you know like for example you have Bollywood music you have Indian music but then you also have a western music industry which is completely different and even though we have this established industry known as the Bollywood kind of music or the western music industry I feel like nobody really wants to kind of integrate and I don't think you need to integrate and have them come together but I feel like one kind of gets more respect than the other for example like I know at the Grammys this past year in March um there was a lot of speculation and a lot of controversy with um the Grammys this year for multiple different things and I did watch the Grammys. I don't typically watch award shows just because I, I don't really care for award shows. But it was on and I was bored and I had nothing better to do with my life and I noticed that they were on. But I do remember like I remember like hearing things leading up to the Grammys from different artists kind of calling them out on not being accepting enough and not being diverse enough. Um I think Eminem a long time ago once called out the Grammys for not being inclusive enough of people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities. Um, This past year, The Weeknd wasn't even, I don't even think he was invited or I don't think he was nominated even though like him and his label had submitted his work um, for a Grammy and his songs this past year have been really, really up on the charts and I think I'm pretty sure like his song Blinding Lights was like the top song of 2020 or something and he he wasn't I don't even think he was invited I don't I can't remember but I I do remember like hearing on the news um like he had posted something on Twitter or his Instagram like calling the Grammys out um and saying how like it's super rigged and that like you have to kind of almost cheat your way in order to get a Grammy because the people in the academy like they won't select you as a winner for any of the awards because um like unless you and your label kind of like bribe them in a way um so he called them out on that and i think even like people who previously were part of like the academy have said things come out and said things like after they had left saying like everything is rigged and like people are cheating and like people like they expect you to like bribe them um and like you only get an award if you like like kind of kiss up to the people that are involved in the selection process which i which is obviously wrong and i used to think that 
we were actually doing a really good job in terms of inclusivity in the entertainment and the music industry. And I think in a way we have, and I think we're definitely headed towards the right direction. But after hearing the scandal with like the Grammys and all the controversy, I did some of my own research after that. And like I said, I was bored. I didn't really have anything to do. So I was curious and I I remember thinking like we have like all these like um, black artists that have won awards, which is amazing. And there were a lot of black artists that won this past year, the 2021 Grammys. So I couldn't really understand like where all of this hate for the Grammys and like this criticism for the Grammys was coming from. But I realized that it goes a lot deeper than just being like just allowing you know people of color and people of other minority groups to submit their music and even for them to win awards um there's a lot of like talk behind like they only ever win awards in groups and like the categories that are a lot smaller and when they're competing against people from their same background so like there are certain categories of music where you see a lot of black people show interest for them and a lot of people that are nominated they're all within the same ethnicity so they're all competing against themselves for that award whereas in some of the bigger categories like song of the year or album of the year you have people from different backgrounds different ethnicities different races all competing for that award but most of the time it's a white person that wins the award rather than a person of color and i found this really interesting because I think the weight and importance of the category also plays into it because people tend to pay more attention to like the bigger categories like song of the year or things like that versus like having a category like best R&B song or best K-pop song like for K-pop especially like obviously you're going to have more Korean artists and I don't even think this is a category at the Grammys this is a category at I think at the Billboard Music Awards where like they have a category for best like k-pop song or whatever something along those something to do with k-pop so you know you're not gonna have a lot of differences and like a lot of diversity within k-pop because every most people that make k-pop music are korean so everyone that is nominated in that category you're competing against other koreans versus the category of song of the year or album of the year that could be anyone that's like across all different genres of music and that includes white people people of color that includes people of different ethnicities and races and other minority populations but most of the time you only ever see the white people win these awards and this isn't me trying to say that you know these white artists shouldn't be winning these awards because I'm a like because I don't think that's what the point is. I think the point is that we feel like there's there's this there's this divide between here are the white people that make music and here are the other people that make music and because they're being invited to these big award shows like the Grammys and because they're given a category like you know, best K-pop song, that's enough to make them feel included. And I say this because I was talking to my neighbor about this, and my neighbor is actually Korean. Um, Like, she actually is from Korea. Like, they moved here from Korea last November, so it's been about a year. And she said something really interesting 
to me and she said you know it isn't about the fact that these white people are being rewarded for their work it's the fact that people like the grammys or things like award shows and like the music industry and all of that act like they're inclusive and they're doing a better job by doing the bare minimum by inviting these artists from overseas and from different parts of the world who are of different races and inviting people um, of color and people of other minority groups to these awards and thinking okay well this is enough we're being inclusive because we're allowing these people to perform and because we're giving them a category where they can win but they just can't win when they're put in the same group as white people if that makes sense and i listened to another podcast um a few weeks ago and it was talking about how like the statements that get made at a lot of award shows um especially like over the past couple of years award shows will will they'll, they'll put out some really cheesy statements saying like you know the committee involved in the selection for these awards are committed to um bringing like to bring more awareness to like things like black lives matter or like we're doing we're trying to like reinforce the idea of inclusivity and like um, respecting people of different races people of different sexual orientations and things like that but then they do the bare minimum and the podcast that i listened to was specifically talking about um bts um and their performance at the 2021 grammys and there was a lot of controversy with this kind of topic because well actually i'm not going to get into it because this this is this is like this is a completely different like topic to talk about but they kind of went into how again the grammys make made this statement there i remember watching the award show and they made this statement right before bts performed saying how like oh we're committed to inclusivity and like we've been doing a better job than previous years because now we're like allowing people like bts who are from a korean background and they they sing in korean and like we're we're trying to make the grammys more inclusive and more diverse um by allowing these people to participate but allowing them to participate isn't necessarily the best thing you can do like you did again the bare minimum and the person that was um the person on the podcast said like i find it she was like i, I found it so ironic that they had to make this statement um like right before bts performs because it's almost like they're telling the people that are going to criticize them afterwards like after the award show like hey we did do like we are inclusive because we let bts perform and like we even made a statement like right before they performed but in reality i'm pretty sure like these like they they did the bare minimum for a lot of artists and they they have done the bare minimum for a lot of artists that identify in minority groups for a very very long time and i'm not going to get into the details of exactly what happened at the 2021 grammys but um if this is something that you're into i definitely encourage you to do your own research especially if you're into music and like music is like your passion and stuff like that i highly recommend you do research on how like the stigmatization in the music industry and like just the like the unfairness towards people of minority groups and 
um, it, it's really interesting because I was very, very naive to all of this and, well, not naive, I guess. I, I think I, I feel like I just initially thought we were doing such a great job and it isn't to say that we haven't made progress towards being more inclusive and being more diverse. It's just, it's not the best that we can do and there are things that we could be doing better is what I want to say. I'm going to get into now how music over the last couple of years has played a really big part in my life and I th- I started off this episode talking about like my involvement in music and like playing my own instruments and stuff like that and now I'm going to kind of turn the page over a little bit and talk about how listening to different songs and listening to different music has been really helpful for me and um, kind of just helping me deal with the things that I've been dealing with for a while. So I'm going to start off by saying the last couple of years, even before the pandemic, have been hard for me, for a lot of people that I know, and I know things have gotten a lot harder, especially with the pandemic, but it's been tough. And this is kind of what I talked about in last week's episode about how university was a lot more challenging than it was and like I was struggling to kind of keep up and I was struggling to really like understand myself and just you know move on from things and I was growing essentially and I'm still growing I'm in that weird transition phase of my life where I realize that I'm no longer a kid and I'm now so much like I'm like acutely aware of all these different issues in our world and I'm trying to make myself a better person and grow into a better person and it's been very challenging and I've mentioned that I've been trying to learn how to love myself a little bit more because this is not something that I ever really considered prior to university and I think it's really confusing it's like it's hard for me to put into words exactly how I felt over the last couple of years but in short I've been growing Um, I've been growing spiritually and I've been growing into a better person and just kind of learning to accept myself for who I am and starting to realize that I wasn't always the nicest person to my own self and that people around me weren't always the nicest towards me and I've just been trying to deal with those struggles this like the struggles of you know doubting yourself and feeling lost with your life not knowing where to go and like finding your life's purpose and all those spiritual things that all the deep stuff that we talked about last week and in previous episodes and music has played a really really big role in helping me deal with that so i said a few minutes back that i've been into analyzing lyrics lately um and it it, the reason why i started doing this is because I started listening to Korean music and French music a lot over the last couple of years. Last, why do I keep saying years? Last couple of months. Um, so I like to look up the translations to lyrics, especially like because I'm learning French and like I'm a friend, like I did a minor in French. I'm not fluent in it. So something that I really like to do is I'll write out, like I'll search up the lyrics to a French song and I'll write out all the lyrics that are in French in like a notebook or I might type it up on a word doc and then as a way to like practice my French I will try and translate the lyrics 
from French to English um, and then kind of go in and correct myself like get a dictionary or like use um, like a translation tool online to kind of see if I translated things correctly and like if there's new words that I don't know that are in the song then I will look them up. It's basically just a really good way for you to practice learning a language and it's a really fun way too because not only are you practicing that language skill but you're also like going you're you're learning the the meaning of the songs that you enjoy listening to i do it with korean music too but i don't speak korean i just like to look up the lyrics because i want to know what they're saying and be able to relate to it so yeah um it's been a lot of fun and i enjoy doing it because it, it's a really good way to relieve stress for me as well and like i said it if it, it feels like when you look up the lyrics it almost kind of feels like you're more connected to the artist in a way because it's they're relating to some of the feelings that you experience and it's just reassuring to know that there are other people out there that are going through the same things that you are going through or at least feel similar emotions and it's inspiring it's inspiring knowing that these people who are super famous and people who are looked up to so much also have gone through the same or at least similar struggles as you have and are still very successful in what they do. So I have really been into listening to songs that have to do with self-love and self-growth and growing up in general I think most of the songs that I used to listen to like I never really paid attention to the lyrics or I never really like cared for the lyrics whereas now it's like something I actively like to do and again because I want to be able to relate to it and even if I can't relate to it I I enjoy good like strong lyrics that at least other people will find relatable there was a point where and I think this still happens to this day where people will always say oh like music isn't as good as it once was and I used to say this too, like, early in high school, I used to think to myself, like, oh, music isn't the same as it was, like, 10 years ago. And it's true, music is not the same as it was 10 years ago. But it's not necessarily a bad thing, I think. I think in ways things have gotten worse, but at the same time, I don't think the quality of music has gotten worse. It's just, it's a different style, and I think people are starting to kind of be more creative in their lyrics writing and be more creative in the types of things that they sing about. I always remember hearing like all songs these days are about like breakups and like love and like relationships or they're about like really like taboo topics like drugs and stuff like that. Um, I know it's not really that taboo in like western society but growing up in a South Asian family like songs about drugs and sex weren't exactly pg they weren't really a um they were they were frowned upon let's just say that and i used to say this too i used to say like every song these days is about like love it's about relationships which i could never relate to and i still to this day can't really relate to because as you may or may not know i've never been in a relationship but it's been interesting to see like people are more willing to write about other things 
And it isn't to say that songs about relationships or songs about sex and drugs are bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just I like that artists are more willing to open up about their emotions and how they've been feeling and their own experiences with things other than relationships and stuff like mental health especially since there's a stigma around so many of these things it's nice that people are starting to become more brave and courageous enough to write about that because we do still have a stigma when it comes to mental health we have so many issues in our society where self-love is almost like impossible to learn because and i think i've said this before like we're conditioned in this society to hate ourselves we are literally taught in the world that we are living in we are literally taught to hate ourselves and it's just nice hearing songs that are kind of counteracting those things counteracting those ideas and are teaching you in a way to love yourself and teaching you like it's okay to struggle and it's okay to not fit in it's okay to have mental health issues and i think music in that sense is headed in in the right direction so for me personally i love listening to songs um about like growth and like just experiencing like your struggles and going from that transition phase from being a kid to a young adult i feel like a lot of the artists that i listen to these days are more closer to my own age a lot of people that i listen to are also in their 20s um whether it's you know their their early 20s like me or a little bit older whereas when i was in school like in elementary school and middle school most of the artists were a lot older than i am or i was so i feel like now that i'm in my 20s i'm able to relate to things more and i'm able to kind of it's almost like you're growing with the artist themselves because a lot of the artists that i listen to are like two to three years older than me maybe a couple years younger um and it's just really interesting to see like how far they've come and like how much they've grown as people especially the people that have been in the music industry for a while um like for example um ariana grande has been in the music industry for a while and it's she's not that much older than me and it's interesting to like see how her music has evolved and like she sings like she writes songs about so many different topics and it's just interesting to like feel like you're it feels like you're growing with those artists because not only are they within the same age group as i am but they talk about things and they talk they they talk about things that regular people experience which you wouldn't expect someone as big as ariana grande who is famous and who is gorgeous and you know has a lot of money to deal with another artist that does this is sean mendez um i think i've talked about him before here but he is like a year older than me i think and i remember when sean mendez first came out this was in like 2014 or something i don't remember the exact year but i was in high school i think i was 15 or 16 years old when i started listening to him and it wasn't long before he like first like debuted or he first like put out his first song i remember getting so much judgment for listening to sean mendez like i would hear things like you only like him for his looks or you only like him because he has a six-pack he has abs 
You only like him because he's hot. You don't actually like his music. Or I think the worst thing I've heard is you're like, why do you listen to like these generic like white boys that like everybody, like all these girls seem to really like because they're white and they're men, they're they're boys and they're good looking. And this you this pissed me off so much in high school because when I first heard a Shawn Mendes song, I didn't even know like anything about him. I had never seen his face. I didn't even like his very first song at first. And I remember like the first time I did like see his face in like a music video, I did not like like it like I was not like, oh my god, he's so hot or I I, I wasn't attracted to him like right away and I've mentioned in a previous episode that he is one of my celebrity crushes but it wasn't like an immediate thing that happened and it wasn't because of his looks in fact I remember hearing like my own friends like simp over him and his looks and like his six-pack or whatever and like I just couldn't relate because I'm like I don't find him attractive looking but I like his music and eventually as I kind of started doing more research on him and like listening to his music um and like just getting to know him better through like watching interviews and stuff that's kind of when like i started you know developing a crush on him i guess you could say but i feel like people were very quick to judge me when i said that i liked sean mendes because he's a white male and i know i just went on like about how white people tend to be favored there's tend to be like favoritism towards white people and people of color and other things aren't really as accepted in the music industry but this it's it's the same it goes the other way too where like if you're a person of color and you listen to western music your people make you feel bad for it and this is also very similar to like how my parents wanted me to pursue like more indian music than asian music in the instruments that i played so the same thing it was the same thing with when i started to like sean mendes people were like you're indian and you listen to like this like white boy who sings about like crushes and like dating and stuff and i think the other thing is he really blew up especially like him being from canada and him being from like the greater toronto area which is where i'm from people were quick to like judge him like why is he so famous like what's so good about him and i think this is this is like a natural thing that people do like people tend to hate on people who are really big and really famous for no good reason so it it made me feel like people didn't respect the fact that i genuinely did like him for his music and he does a lot of things outside of his music too like he has donated to so many charities he he always like talks about like how protective he is of his younger sister and i've been to his concert and i i used to watch like videos of him like singing live and he sings really freaking good and you know he writes his own music and the fact that he was writing such deep lyrics at like 16 or 17 years old was really impressive to me and i think that's why i came to admire him so much and i think everyone just assumed like you like him because of his pretty face and not because of his music and people weren't willing to give his music a chance because like people assumed that because he was this white boy and because he was like a kid his music must not be good and i think he his the music that does get played like on the radio and stuff 
is always like the really big like like the title track or whatever like the most famous song whereas i think that i personally feel like the songs that don't get played on the radio that are by sean mendes are a lot better and they're a lot deeper and he doesn't just write songs about relationships like yes most of them are about relationships what but what do you expect from a 17 year old kid like this is when like a lot of people start dating for the first time but he has also written songs about like showing gratitude and like his passion for music he's written songs about like growing up um you know as like in a kid in toronto and he's written songs like about um like having to give up like his privacy and stuff as like he got more famous and as his career started to really take off he's written songs about mental health in my blood is about like literally having anxiety so i feel like people are just very quick to judge music because of who it comes from and because of like the radio and stuff and i could go on an entire rant about why i don't listen to the radio because i i just i i hate the radio i'm sorry i hate listening to the radio when i'm in the car but anyway i i feel like people are very judgmental towards artists because they they assume that if someone is really big or if someone is really famous and especially if it's like like young girls who really love like a boy band or a male artist it's because like they're good looking and not actually because they produce good music so that's really problematic i think and that's definitely um something that i experienced i wasn't really huge on boy bands growing up but i did like a couple but even like i still remember like when one direction first came out like everyone was quick to judge every single young girl out there for liking one direction and even though like they're obviously not a band anymore people still listen to them now and like i'm 22 years old and i i support almost all of the members as individual solo artists and they they write really good music and they can freaking sing so i never understood like why it was such a big deal if a young girl was into like a music produced by by boys by by men and i think people are very quick to be like oh like 15 year old girls listen to boy bands because of how pretty they are and that's just not true like obviously we think they're good looking but that's not the reason why that that's not like the primary reason why a young girl likes one direction or likes this boy band or any male artist and this obviously goes into like misogyny and stuff like that towards young girls and telling young girls like that because they're a young girl and they're a woman that their interests must not be valid because all they're looking for is a pretty face when in reality these artists put out pretty decent music pretty good music and one direction wasn't even a band that like i really loved but i had respect for them and i remember like all of the guys like they i think one direction came out when i was 12 or 13 years old and we did have a lot of people that like freaked out over them and really loved them but i remember like all the guys in my class were like why do you guys like one direction they're so ugly anyway and i'm like well do people listen to music because of the way a person looks it's music like you you don't see their faces you you listen to their voice like it doesn't make sense and that's what like it doesn't seem like a big deal 
and it doesn't it's like it doesn't seem like it's a problem but if you think about where these comments come from and these views on like young girls listening to boy bands come from it comes from a place of misogyny and it invalidates like a young girl's feelings and a young girl's interest like oh this band is really popular because a bunch of 15 year old girls find these boys attractive and that's why they're famous and it's not because they put out good music and that is very very problematic i used to hear comments like when i started listening to bts like people and like it's even worse with bts because not only are they a boy band but they're a boy band that consists of korean men instead of white men so when i started listening to bts there were people would ask me like oh don't only like little girls like listen to bts like 15 year old girl like kids listen to bts and i'm like no not necessarily and plus bts you know they're they're not little kids either like one of them is like almost 30 years old and i'm pretty sure the youngest is like 25 years old so i don't understand like why why do people make that assumption and they write pretty good music too and like I said, it's worse for them because they're they're Korean and they write most of their songs in Korean. So it, there's an added kind of, there's added prejudice when it comes to a Korean boy band versus an American boy band. But anyway, I'm going to get into some of the song lyrics that I really like. Um, so these are songs that... I have liked for a very long time. Some of them are a bit old, some of them are a bit new. And these aren't all of the lyrics. Like I I remember when I was in high school, I would like use song lyrics as like quote of the days. I had an assignment once for like grade 12 or grade 11 English where we had to like evaluate song lyrics for songs um that we liked and we did like a whole assignment on it and I remember really liking this project. It was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, these are lyrics that have really stood out to me. Um, and this isn't everything. I think most, like, I could sit here forever and talk to you about all the different songs um, and their lyrics and, like, what I like about them. But I've written a couple of down. And I guess what I'm going to do is, like, I'll tell you, like, what the song is and who it's by. I'll read out the actual line to you. And then I guess I'll go into, like, my interpretation of what that lyric means. And the nice thing about lyrics is that it can it can be interpreted in multiple ways a lot of the time. So like it can you can interpret it one way whereas another person might interpret it another way. So I'll get into um what I think about these lyrics and what I think they mean and kind of how it relates to how I feel and like the things that I've dealt with. So the first song that I have is a song by Avril Lavigne, this Canadian singer. And the song's name is called Head Above Water. Um, I think this one came out like two or three years ago. I can't remember. It is one of her newer songs. Um, but here's the lyric. It goes, Can't part the sea, can't reach the shore, and my voice becomes the driving force. I won't let this pull me overboard. So what I like about this lyric is that it definitely is talking about some sort of like strength to overcome something especially where she says like my voice becomes the driving force i won't let this pull me overboard so i think she's talking about like how 
her own voice and like her own strength will be enough to pull her through whatever she's experiencing and that like she's it's, it's almost in a way like her writing this lyric is like a reminder to herself that you know i'm a strong person and i can deal with this i can overcome this issue um and i think this is a super relatable line because i don't know exactly like what the song is about and like what inspired her to write this song and i'm not sure like what she was going through at the time i do know that she had like some type of health problem in the past but i don't know exactly what it was but it's it, it's just like a very empower like an empowering lyric especially like if you're dealing with something if you're dealing with something like mental health and stuff like reminding yourself that you're strong and that you can get through this so that's what i really like about this and that's my interpretation of this particular lyric the next song is speechless by naomi scott um this was a song that was part of the live action aladdin movie a few years ago um naomi scott played jasmine who's like one of the main characters she's like the disney princess from aladdin and speechless wasn't actually part of like the it's not like part of the original like animated aladdin movie i think it was written specifically for the live action and so the lyric is written in stone every rule every word centuries old and unbending stay in your place better seen and not heard but now that story is ending so there's two things that i want to say about this particular lyric and i think the first thing is that um like written in stone every rule every word centuries old and unbending so like i think this can be interpreted in multiple ways for her and like if you know like the story behind aladdin like there was there's like this rule that like women can't be like the sultan or like the ruler of the the land that they're in because it's typically always been a man and it's like a rule that like her dad wasn't willing to like change or anything and they wouldn't let her rule unless she was married to a man and she alone couldn't rule because she was a girl um and then stay in your place better seen and not heard that's a line directly said to her from another character jafar so jafar there's this line in the movie where he says like you better stay in like your place you're better seen and not heard because you're a woman and like let the like the the men deal with like taking like ruling the country and taking care of the country so this is also one of those really empowering lyrics and I, I really like that for this movie, they kind of changed, they didn't change the storyline, but they changed kind of like the outlook because I don't think in the animated version, they talk about her becoming the the ruler, the sultan, whereas in this movie, it's very definitely like empowering for young women and girls, especially like coming from a Disney movie. So that's what I really like about this lyric. The next song is by Shawn Mendes and it's featuring um Khalid or Khalid I know who he is but like I don't know how to pronounce his name because I've heard both um and the song's title is youth and the lyric goes pain but I won't let it turn into hate no I won't let it change me never losing sight of the one I keep inside so this song in general is very very motivational and it's very inspiring it's definitely targeted towards young people being like the new change in the world and like being like the driving force towards seeing changes in our society and like overcoming issues like racism and stuff like that 
So the line, pain, but I won't let it turn into hate. No, I won't let it change me. So for me, this is kind of like, like stop fighting fire with fire. Like even though like you're in pain and someone has treated you, um, like someone didn't treat you well, like you don't deal with that by also showing hate and you don't fight hate with hate essentially. Um, so I think that's what this lyric is trying to say. The next song is a French song and it's called um, Le Bonheur by Corneille. He's a, I think he's from Montreal. He's French Canadian, I'm pretty sure. I don't know where in, where, um, in Quebec he's from, but I'm going to assume he's from Montreal. Um, so I'm going to read out the lyrics to you. They're in French um, and then I'm going to do my best to translate them to English. So bear with me. So, it goes, Si on est ensemble sous le même soleil qui plombe, assez pour savoir grandir ensemble, le bonheur ne voit pas, ne veut, ne voit pas nos différences. So, the first line basically is saying, if we are together under the same sun, um, it's, it's important, like it will see us together, like in our growth, and happiness does not see our differences so this song to me and like this particular lyric is all about inclusivity and like about how you like how to like accept people's differences and stuff like that and i really like the line le bonheur ne voit pas nos différences which literally translates to happiness does not see our differences like you don't need to all be the same in order to be happy and like you can be happy even if people around you are different from who you are and um, like as long as you respect those differences then you can be happy. Overall this is a really good song. It's just like when I listen to this song like it just instantly puts me in a better mood and it, it's just one of those songs that like you can listen to if you're having a bad day and it can cheer you up. Next is a song called Growing Pains by Alicia Cara, um, again by another Canadian artist. And so the line is, and I guess the bad can get better, gotta be wrong before it's right. I freaking love this song and I love this lyric because there was a point in my life, getting a little personal here, where I felt like I was always doing things wrong and I'm like, why can't I just get things right in life? Why do all the bad things keep happening to me? Like, I'm a good person. Why does the world hate me? So this line literally to me means like you need to go through the bad times in order to experience the good times or like you need to like make mistakes or screw up in order to like get it right and like in order to learn basically. So I think this 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 song is all about like her growing up in becoming older and becoming like um a young adult and stuff and she released like a, a new album a couple of weeks ago and i absolutely love it i've been listening to it on repeat um her music is literally the most empowering music i've ever listened to and i really encourage you to check her out if um if you're into music like that because she has a really unique voice too she she sings very very well live and her songs are just so relatable, especially like if you're listening to this and like you're in like your 20s or even if you're like a teenager, her her music is for you. Go check her out. 
The next song is a Korean song. Um, it's by BTS. It's called Black Swan. So this particular line is sung, or not, I guess sung, because he's a rapper. Um, it is part of Suga's part. That's the member. Suga sings or raps this part. I'm not going to obviously read it to you in Korean because I can't speak Korean. So here's the English translation to what he raps in the song. Um, the heart no longer races when the music starts to play trying to pull up seems like time has stopped oh that would be my first test i've been always afraid of so this song black swan by bts is one of the first songs i've ever listened to by them and it is it is a very deep and very dark kind of themed song and it has a very dark message to it i've looked up meanings for this song forever because there's so many different interpretations of it but the most common one that i see is this whole song is talking about how like basically like losing your passion for something or like losing passion for something you love is like dying basically so like you no longer have motivation you no longer love the things that you used to love and for them it's music because they're obviously artists they're singers and they're basically saying like i no longer have this passion or like I no longer, like, my heart no longer races whenever, like, I'm on stage because I feel like I'm losing my passion for it and it feels like as I lose this passion for the things that I love, it feels like I'm encountering my first death and it's scary. Like, it's scary to live without passion because if you have no passion, then you're basically dead. Like, you're not alive. You don't have a purpose. So, very, very deep lyrics. Um... Obviously, it's in Korean, and I know it's not up everyone's alley to listen to songs that are in languages they aren't familiar with, but definitely check it out if you want. I'm not gonna push it on you because I know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of issues with like I'm not gonna get into like the issues in K-pop and like like the I've kind of already talked about it with like the Grammys and stuff, but I'm not gonna say like go listen to BTS, but it's a good song. I really like it and it they they do really have good music. If you're if you if you've been curious about why BTS all of a sudden has so much hype and you fail to see like why they're so famous and why everyone likes them. The only thing that I have to say to you if you're one of those people is you are not going to understand you're not going to understand why anyone has hype or and or why anything is hyped unless you give it a chance. So, if you're wondering why they're so big and why everyone loves BTS, the only way you're ever going to find out is if you actually give them a chance. That's all I'm going to say. The next song is by Billie Eilish, and it's called Getting Older. It's a very famous song right now. And Billie Eilish is not someone that I listen to regularly, but I have been listening to her more often recently. And this song really hits home, especially because she's such a she's a very young artist and she's very passionate and I think her style of music is just very unique to what I've seen in the past and it isn't to say that you know other like music isn't it just she is so young and she is not afraid to do things her own way and I I I love her for it like I I don't even know much about her but I think what she's doing is incredible and so this lyric 
This lyric took me a while to interpret, but I think this is what I'm trying to say. So it's, last week I realized I crave pity. When I re retell a story, I make everything sound worse. Can't shake the feeling that I'm just bad at healing. And maybe that's the reason why every sentence sounds so rehearsed, which is ironic because when I wasn't honest, I was still being ignored. So these lyrics to me are very, very deep and it's, it's definitely like an attack on like societal norms. And in particular, when she says, last week when I realized I crave pity, I think this goes to like, it almost relates to like mental health. Like when people like stigmatize mental health, they all like, when people talk about their mental health or like they come out to you saying like oh you know i haven't been feeling my best lately or i've been struggling lately with like how i've been feeling i think there's this assumption that like you're throwing yourself a pity party if you have a mental health problem like if you have a depression i think there's a stigma around people with depression that if you are depressed then it's because you're you're always pitying yourself and you're always feeling bad for yourself and so you get judged in that way but then when you aren't being honest people call you out for being fake and she says which is ironic because when i wasn't honest i was still being ignored so it's like either way you're being judged in some sense like when you're not expressing how you really feel people assume that you're being fake but then when you do come out and like truly express how you're feeling and then and like be honest people are like oh well you're just throwing yourself a pity party like like get over it like stop feeling sorry for yourself so that's what i interpret this song to mean um this next song is also a french song it is called echo by sarah um okay so her name is actually Sarah, which is basically like the english way of saying the name sarah but because she's french you would pronounce it Sarah. So the, I'm going to say it in French and then I'm going to translate it for you into English. So it goes, Si je pouvais affuser tous ces brouillards qu'ils ont vu devant mes yeux pour tout recommencer. So basically what this is translating to, I'll give you the literal translation. It says, if I could erase all the fog around me, it would be easier for like my eyes to see clearly and I could restart. So... The way that I interpret this lyrics, and I think these lyrics are kind of up in the air in terms of what they truly mean and what her true intentions were with this song, but I think what she's trying to get across is that there are these, there's this fog in front of her eyes, and I think the fog is like a metaphor um, for like societal expectations that have clouded her vision or whatever, and she's saying if I could get rid of this fog, if I could erase this fog, and I'd be able to see things more clearly and I could be myself and it would feel like restarting my life again. So she's saying if I could like erase all these societal expectations that people have put in front of my eyes, I would be able to see things more clearly and I'd be able to be myself and do do things my way and it would feel like I was like restarting my life. And I think the restarting my life part is like it it just goes to prove that like these ex these societal expectations aren't something that like people are born with but it's something that you learn and so her saying if I could erase the fog or you know erase these expectations it would feel like I'm being like like I'm, I'm restarting my life all over again because 
when, when you're first born, you don't know of any of these societal expectations. It's as you grow up and like you live your life, you realize that there's a certain like standard that society expects you to live up to and it's a learned thing basically like restarting your life over so you no longer have those expectations placed on you because you were just born and you're not aware of them so really interesting lyrics i think um and those are all the ones that i have written down but i was coming back home today from my seminar and there is this song called my time and i think i've talked about this song before a couple of episodes ago but it is a korean song it is by one of the members from bts and this song like just it just is so freaking good like i can't even begin to explain how much i love this song it's basically talking about how this particular bts member has felt like they can't keep up anymore or like because they have been famous for a very long time. And so here's a little bit of information about BTS. I'm sorry if I'm talking about BTS a lot, but they have been around for almost 10 years. They have been making music for almost 10 years. And the youngest member is 24 or 25. can't remember. But essentially, he was a teenager when BTS first became a thing. And so he had to make a lot of sacrifices in order to live the life that he's currently living and in order for him to achieve his goal of becoming a singer and becoming bts basically so this song is really about him missing out on like a regular childhood experience because he had to become bts and it, and then we talked about this a little bit last not last week was it last week that we talked about privilege no we talked about privilege i think two weeks ago and this is basically a reflection of him saying like I missed out on so much in like my early teen years when I was still growing up, when I was still a kid because I had to go and chase this dream and like I had to give up parts of my childhood. I had to like miss out on school and miss out on like hanging out with my friends and doing things that any normal kid would do because I was going after a dream at such a young age and I was working a job. I was becoming BTS at such a young age and I had to give up normal things that a, a regular 15-year-old boy would do. And this song just, it is so unique. And like, his voice is just, his voice is incredible. He's the main vocalist for the group. And it's, it's a very relatable song, even if like, obviously not everyone gives up their childhood. And like, it's not a normal thing to do for you to become a singer when you're 15 years old. And like, he missed a lot of school. And like, he even talks about like, not in the song, but he talks about like how he would always have to like make time for school while still like working on his music and like working on being a part of the band and so he had to like miss out a lot of that and like miss out on a lot of like normal things that, like when his friends would go out to like hang out and things like that like just regular things that kids would do he wasn't able to do that because he had a job and he had a career and he was becoming bts so it's a it's a song that really hits home because for me, it makes me realize, like, obviously I'm not in nearly the same situation as he's in, but it makes me realize there are things that I have missed out because I've been too caught up with school or I've been too caught up with focusing on the future. And he said this before where he was basically doing a live stream and he was talking to, like, his fans and stuff and he was saying, like, studying is important and doing well in school is important, but don't let it, like 
consume you and like remember like you're still a kid like you're still allowed to have fun with your life and if you're constantly worrying about school or like work or the future then you're gonna miss out on like the fun things and like the normal things that kids are supposed to do like you're gonna miss out on growing up you're gonna miss out on like making friends and doing all these typical things that a young kid growing up would do so it really hits home in that sense and i i think it's a song that a lot of people can relate to especially like if you're in your 20s and like you're in that transition phase like i said you're transitioning from being a kid to being a young adult it's a song that really really hits you hard so definitely go check it out if you're interested um again the song title is my time um if you just type in my time by bts it'll show up and it's a very good song i i encourage you to go take a look at the lyrics as well because they're very deep honestly any of the songs that i've mentioned super super good lyrics super talented artists um i think that these listening to songs like this has been a real help for me because like i said it's been a rough couple of years a rough couple of years ever since college started and even now it's it just you're in this weird phase and i I, i'm still struggling to like make sense of it and like i don't know what the right way to describe it is but that's what music is for when i don't know how to describe how i'm feeling and when i don't know how to describe like how life has been like for me and like i can't put into words what this is like and that's what music does for me is music literally just speaks exactly what i've been trying to say and music does a better job than i do in terms of expressing how i feel like do you know when like you hear a song or you hear like a a lyric in a song and you're like damn they like read my mind or whatever or they like pulled the words right out of my mouth that's what a lot of these songs have felt like for me over the last couple years and i think that's why music is such an important thing in people's lives and even though it's not like the same thing as you know actually talking about your emotions or you know getting help for things like mental health obviously it's not the same thing as that and it's not a replacement for like seeking help and seeking you know um, going to therapy things like that i think this music has a really good way to really resonate with people and connect with people and that is something that we need that is something that i really admire in the music that is being released these days and honestly i have to you know i have to applaud these artists for being brave enough to talk about these things that are still taboo in in our world and these things that were that we're so afraid to talk about these things that are stigmatized to these days and i love that artists are are starting to break through those those kind of taboo topics and express how they feel with their music because it's important and it's an important step to kind of overcome these stigmas and these stereotypes that we have in our society and i really do think that music does a lot for people even if it's it's not supposed to replace like you going to see a doctor for help or you actually you know you know getting the right therapy or getting the like the the attention that you need but i think music can be one of those things that helps it might not be the solution to all of your problems and i'm not trying to say that it is but it can help and i think 
ever since I started getting more into lyrics and analyzing them more and trying to understand what they actually mean, it has helped me immensely in trying to understand how I, how my own feelings, like understand my own feelings and understand myself more. So I'm going to conclude this episode for this week. I really hope that this was something a little bit different, something new from different episodes that we've done so far. I didn't know how this would turn out, but I think I am satisfied with it enough. And hopefully you enjoyed it. I will catch you guys in two weeks from today. I'm going to a wedding next Saturday, so I'm not going to really have time to um, plan out anything for the podcast. So um, I will see you in November. And if you are someone that celebrates Halloween, happy Halloween. Eat some candy, eat some chocolate, watch horror movies. Um, Obviously, be safe because we're still living in a pandemic. And thank you so much for listening. Take care, guys.